Alright, so we recorded right now. So uh what up everybody? This is Dwayne, the uh know nothing, know it all. Not sure I'm gonna name my podcast going forward. I've had several, like four, maybe five. So, you know, after the fifth kid is just like, yo, I don't know what I'm gonna call this joint. So today we're talking about Men and men being accountable, more so um, to be specific, uh, have a dick discipline, which I think uh, could single-handedly see the black community. I'm going to have my boy on. Uh, my homegirl might be coming and uh, logging in too, to kind of get the female perspective, balance it out. So we're going to get started shortly, real shortly. Just got to wait for um, old boy to hit me up. So, yeah, I haven't done a podcast or anything in, like, a couple months. You know, life's happened. You over here and on house arrest, you know. So, just waiting for that. But uh, my boy, uh, we go back. So, you know, I know people be having guests on podcasts and they met from the internet and stuff like that. But, like, nah, he, he know me for real. He see me out here. I'm saying before before the the fame, if you will. So I think this would be a good uh, representation of you know how I do things and all that. So uh, I'm gonna just pause this right now because I'm rambling and this is probably boring. So I'm gonna just pause this and then when he hit me up, we'll uh, link it back up. You Yo, I can't hear nothing, Playboy Nah, I still can't hear you Hello? Can you hear me? Yep, yep, we good, we good Alright, cool, cool Alright, so just joining the conversation, uh, my boy, the, the hip-hop professor. What's going on? What's going on? You know, we, Who am we I go- talking to? Nah, you know, we just started because I, um, I just logged on to here. I just started recording on the Zoom. And, uh, oh, okay, okay. You know, did, did like a little intro or whatever. And, uh, and no, you know, you're not, tri- you're not really trying to put your government out there because, you know, yeah, it's, it's so, you know, so um, I'm in like the last few classes for my uh, my master's in education and school counseling. And, I'm, you know, I'm starting to you know do applications and all that. And I've been thinking like about the things I say. And I'm like, it, it's so it's crazy how like um, a tweet can be so scrutinized. But, you know, I, I read the headlines today. Um, I don't keep up with, with the NFL like I used to. But, right. you know, this kicker with this um, apparently has some kind of tattoo. That relates to some kind of a anti-leftist, a mili- anti-government military group, mm-hmm. the three percenters to something. You know what I mean? Could you imagine if you go to NFL with a five percent tattoo? <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. So the topic right now at hand is, you know, just men and uh, discipline, more specifically, dick discipline. Um, 
I had tweeted the, uh, I think it was yesterday, the day before, like, that could really say the black community, you know, um, there's a lot of um, less than a, less than favorable situations going on right now in uh, the New York area. Um, the, uh, one of the main promoters from uh, Duce Palooza, he got exposed for, you know, having some little conduct with some, with some women. Wait, wait, what's this now? Uh, Duce Palooza. Um, you know, uh, you know, the dude from the Joe Button podcast or whatever, and, uh, the white boy on there, the redhead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he's part of that, like the Duce Palooza thing, and his man's or whatever, who was um also I think a capper with him. Yeah, he he got more numbers than Cosby, like mm. a lot. So you know they they kind of kicked him out the thing, and then somebody else just came out uh, yesterday. I think it was a uh, Blogzilla or something like that with the kind of similar situation where like, you know, just people in that scene, the party scene, the party promoters and stuff like that, you know, they're, they're doing some wild things. And a lot of people, you know, some people don't know. I mean, unless, you know, you're a, uh, you're a train advocate. I don't see how, you know, you know, exactly how people are getting down once they, you know, once they're sealing the deal. You said a train advocate. Yes, unless you're a trained advocate, like, you know, that's something that you participate in on the regular. I mean, to each his own, I guess. But, you know, um... Oh, no, this this slang just came off the top. You know me. (laughs) 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 But, you know, it's just, um, I don't see, like, you know, you see your mans, you know, you out with your boy, whatever. Oh, he about to leave with her. Okay, it seems like everything's cool. They, you know, they may be a little saucy. They may be getting in the Uber, or you know, they may be both fight. You know. Okay. Um. So in terms of the wild Lou behavior, I mean, I like to think that I um, I pretty much hang with guys that I think move similar to me in a way. Mm-hmm. So um, it's just I don't know, man. I, I don't know if it's fortune or or you know or like I said, you know, there's something that just really happened and it never came to light. But I mean, it just I don't want to be funny. Like it just came to us the right way, and we just maneuver accordingly. And and for me, there's no there's no turn on about force. In fact, it's an insult. Right. Um. I uh, I don't. I don't sit with that. As a matter of fact, shit, I think Farrakhan made it very quite plain and clear what we should do to, to men that, that acted this way. You know? Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, stone them, burn them. It's disgusting. You know what I mean? And 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 sometimes, you know, I struggle with it because I'm, I'm also, you know, you know, practicing in the mental health. And I do know that a lot of us have a lot of trauma issues. And one thing I always say is that behavior is coming from an unmet need. But there's only so far I'm willing to go when we talk about, you know what I'm saying, needs being not met in, and things of that nature. And rape is never um, on the table. In fact, yeah. on my show, um, No Fucks Given, I let guys know, just, you know, quite clear, you know, we cool to talk and laugh and throw the shits about damn near everything. But I'm going to let you know right now, that's something I don't play about. So if you um, if you think that's something that you got on you, you know what I mean? Just let's just stop this call right now, cause um, 
if I find out, it's not going to be nothing good that's going to come of it because I'm not standing with you. So, you right. know what I mean? That's, you, you know what I mean? I don't play with that. I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I was raised. In fact, like, before I had, you know, the birds and the bees talk, I had the rape talk. <laughs> like, that, that, you know, the episode of Different World, I know it's one you're talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, with yeah. Freddie and the light-skinned dude. Like, my pop showed me that. I was probably, like, maybe nine, maybe ten, something like that. Wait, Freddie and the light-skinned dude? Freddie from, you know, Freddie, the girl Freddie from A Different World. Yeah, Chris I'm thinking of that. And but I'm thinking of the episode when T-Mac, the guy that would go on to play uh, The Last Dragon, when he was, there must have been more than one episode then, because there's one where he's a baseball player on the team. Yeah, he was on the team. Like, I don't remember, like, what the sport was. I thought it was football, but I don't know. But it might have been like, football. You might, you know what I mean? But whatever, he was a jock. And yeah. He's like, sometimes you just got to, like, they need a little, you got to push yeah, him a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, and Sinbad nah, was like, nigga, that's rape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back, you know what I'm saying? Back, back, back to simple. So, you know, and I mean, my whole thing is, um, I mean, I'm out the game now, and I'm not really looking back, because it's, it's crazy out there, but... Yeah, it's oh, hard um, out here for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild. So, but, I mean, my thing was like, yo, if you're talking about maybe, I'm kicking you out. Like, I don't, I'm not even trying to leave that in there, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. And it's just that's just how I've always been. It's it's more than half of bodies that could have been caught was because it was a gray area and I wasn't really trying to push that envelope because it just nah, it wasn't really my style. Like, you know, neg- um desire can't be negotiated. You know, that's what I read in this book. I think I had told you about. Uh, I think it was uh the rational male, or whatever. Like desire can't be negotiated. If Shorty wanna superior man? No, nah, not that one. This is another one. Okay. I read those two back to back and, you know, I bossed up ever since. But, <laughs> yeah, like I just, um, if Shorty wants to do it, she'll do it. If she wants to play games, you don't really want to play that game with her. I try to practice being as direct as possible as possible and everything at work, you know, in relationships. It's just, you know, I feel like when yeah. you're direct and transparent, mm-hmm. all people can do is be upset with themselves because they can't say yeah, no. Right. Exactly. And that's really what it boils down to. So, you know, I mean, we kind of um established, you know, how we stand on that certain situation. But like, how do you think, you know, brothers out there that, you know, they man's man's is wilding or like how do how do they go about doing that? You know, is it something like you pull them to the side? Do you try to, you know, peep it bef- way beforehand like how do you think they should uh they should conduct themselves in that kind of situation well one of the things that i tell people and, and i've, and I've kind of learned this through um my introduction to counseling is that uh, whenever you want to um whenever you want to gauge your ability to have any kind of conversation to talk with somebody the number one thing that you can always fall back on is your rapport the more rapport you have with somebody Mm-hmm. more easier it is to talk about pretty much anything. You have that rapport with them, you can do it. Now, when we want to have critical conversations, especially one like this one, um, first and foremost, if we see someone in danger, you know, black man, white man, any man, we need to all know that they're going for it. We need to act immediately. You know what I'm saying? There's no, there's no, nah, if no, but bro, I'm like a wolf. I'm like a dog. Anytime I hear a sound, I'm up in my head on a swivel. I'm saying I'm not saying I'm running to the police and I'm telling or anything, but 
I know what's going on in my peripheral. Ain't nobody ever going to say that Justin was a witness or something. And mm-hmm. I and I can't talk about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm saying is have your heads on swivel. And, yo, it's nothing wrong with um just checking to make sure everything is all right and keeping about your business. You know what I mean? Um, Those things we got to start doing. But, but um, damn, I forgot the tangent I was going on. Oh, about about having those conversations. So you know, based on the based on the person, you know, you know how to you know if if obviously if it's not an emergency, then yeah, you gotta find that time and you know approach your man. You know, I feel like everybody deserves that respect at least once. Right. And I know somebody's listening. You think this is heinous? I understand that, but we are a nation, or and I was raised on of the you know. The train of thought that we're all innocent to proven guilty. Now, obviously, hold on. I'm not talking about something that has an allegation. I'm talking about what I've seen with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. Okay, people. All right. So I'm, I'm not talking about the new stuff. We're, we're done with that. I'm talking about what I see with my own eyes. I want to talk to my man and get his side of the story. You know, um, the reason why I want to do that is because I always want to at least check my own biases. Because, right. yeah, I may have seen it and I might be like, this is guilty as hell. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I may have had it in my mind, made it up. And then, you know, I ask him and he may have something something for me, you know? Um But but you know, but when you're going through that exploration, uh, we need to still be having those conversations to check for these clues, you know what I'm saying? You know, to make sure, you know, consent is, is being found here. How long you know, and, and I think an easy way is to ask him uh, when you're gonna see her again. Because we're at mm-hmm. the age where where um, let's be quick, one night stands are kinda over. We need mm-hmm. consistency here. Um, it's just not worth it for your health. Your right. Risk. And with something that I think we're going to get into later this conversation, it's just not good for your well-being. And you don't have the time to be wasting on that. So um, I'm not saying that everyone you have sex with, you're going to marry. But I feel like at this point in the game, we, we need to be looking at at least consistent patterns. So if there's a, you know, the, if you're going to tell me that, oh, nah, nah, dude, that was just for the night. I'm asking more questions. Oh, word. <laughs> All right. Well, what was good? You know what I'm saying? What happened? You know what I'm saying? What's good? Why yeah. are you going to see her again? You know what I mean? Just right. be conversational. You don't have to be the police. It's right. nothing wrong with asking questions. We're curious. You know what I mean? Um, and don't just settle for, you know, who's whack. Because you need to protect them. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. We definitely need to protect our women. And, you know, yeah. it's it's funny because, like, you know, I... um. I have a lot of women friends, a lot. And, um, you know, I hear stories that, like, I didn't even expect, like, you know, you don't expect it to happen to them. Bruh. And this is it's crazy because, like. It hurts. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I've been quite the partier, but, like, I feel like there's levels to it. So, you know, you got your, your typical house party or a hood function or whatever. Then you got, you know, the club stuff and, and, you know, whatever. And then, you know, you start to get to more, the more elite things where, you know, the VIP sections and the promoters and like you start being around the celebrities and the celebrity DJs and all this other stuff. And then that's like around that time, that tier, that's when it gets real, real dangerous. And, you know, one of my, um, one of my homegirls, she was, um, I forgot what rapper it was, some New York rapper. And she was in the section. And I think either her or, um, her homegirl got, got slipped something. And, she was wilding out like yo you're not about to do x y and z and you know there was a time where like we would check that it would be checked at the door you know um i remember uh 
a local story in a in homestead actually apparently somebody was uh got ran out of there because they was you know they liked uh to rob the cradle oh man yeah but again it's just it's about a community kind of situation like everyone's holding each other accountable like nah it's not going down like that i think in um in accountability i think the problem with it is is it is a fear factor here Mm -hmm. Um, and and when i say fear i'm not i'm not talking about necessarily the whole macho macho you scared of somebody right i think you're scared to make that stand and sometimes because you know sometimes doing the right thing means standing alone and um and no matter how big and bad you are that can be a scareful you know that's a fearful thing to stand alone right so i think a lot of times that's how things go and um I hate to say it, but I think uh, a lot of us um, blacks, in particular African Americans, with this Southern roots, I think a lot of us have sometimes toxic traditions that we just hold on to, which just enables a lot of this behavior to just continue and fester. Right. Uh, I don't know. You got some examples of that, or any specific examples you want to bring up? Um. <clears throat> I mean, like, you know, family not talking about things, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's, you know, when we don't talk about things and we don't know. I mean, sometimes because what happens is you have people that now they upset because they never knew. And if they knew they would have done something. Right. So, um, you know, so they're now mad because you feel a way about something and they had no idea. Mm-hmm. You know, then you have those that just willfully are ignorant. Yep. They knew it was wrong, but it's just how it's been, and it's just what we do. So, who am I to change? We keep right. going, right? And, right. Um, and these personalities can play out in society as well. You know, um, I know some of I know in college, man. Um, I feel like we were fortunate again. We stayed with a good group of girls, and I guess I would like to think that they would say on the back end that they stayed with us, a good group of guys, and we kind of right, just right. – and it's like – it's not to say that we all messing with each other. Like, they still doing them, but it's like – it's like a way of protecting, like – I mean, shit, you know, I was kind of shy for a long time, you know. I know I talk a lot now, but <laughs> it, it took me – it took me a while to get here. I could talk to my homegirl to get intel on Shorty – to right. help me facilitate that, you know what I'm saying? And right. yeah, you might say it's corny, but you know what? It's also kind of safe because now you got two people that you can tie into somebody, right? You know what I mean? Um, and the same thing for her with dudes. Like a dude is feeling um one of one of the girls somewhere. He going now. He he made this happen, yo. What's good with Shorty? That's you. That's you. Nah, nah, nah. That's not me. Um, we just go to school together. That's like longer. That's like the sis. Yeah, you kind of get that cosign. Yeah, yeah, you know it. what I mean. And, you know, you kind of vet them. Exactly, you know, because a lot, because typically a lot of these predators, because that's what they are, they look for a weakling, you know, someone that's outside by themselves. That's that's when they can zone in and get them. Yep. You know, especially in like the party scene, because I did um I did a little bit of research on like you know statistics of rape or whatever, like countries that have the most rape. America's uh, number three. Um, I think number two is Sweden, and number one is um unfortunately South Africa. Yeah, because I feel like that's got to be crazy because they didn't like Bangladesh or one of them countries have like some insane rape issues going on. Like a news reporter got raped or some shit. Like, oh wow, 
Yeah, there's a lot of um like India was on. I think it was like a top twenty. Like India was up there. Like a whole bunch of other countries was up there. It, it's it's wild. Mm. It's it's wild. And so, I mean, keep. I mean, to keep up with it, I'm not surprised with America. Um, in my last degree, when I was um, in higher ed, I took a course in crisis education, mm-hmm. and I did um I did a research on um, you know, sexual assault in uh in athletics, man, and um. College football has got like a a wild um yeah relationship with it, man. Like it's really pretty, pretty bad. And you know, I hate to say it, but you think about some guys, I'm like, you know, dudes can say what they want, but half the time some of them are bigger than all their friends. So there's literally a bully factor here. Yeah. Um I remember I read a I read an article so so sick. It was like about a guy dragging a girl downstairs on campus and like like the campus athletic director like pleading with him to let her go and like I don't know meanwhile the guy didn't even get kicked off the team like there's like a lot of like nasty it's it's yeah. really bad man it's really bad and um and we gotta own up to that yeah we can't you definitely can't be accomplices to, to you know the situations like that um and also you know I think it's also on men to just not even put yourself in those kind of situations like I mean, I was never athlete then. You know, I did a little things with music, whatever, but like I would still have like, you know, groupies just coming through just because I was fresh or just because of whatever. And it's just like that was always a turnoff to me. I always looked at them like either your reliability or who sent you. It's like either one of those two things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, obviously, you know, if you're you're out in the party, you know, the mood is right, whatever, whatever. You just play it by ear, but when it comes to like, you know, on some like, she just comes through. Was like, here, here's here's the box right here. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, my man had a real box. Yeah. <laughs> he really had a box, <laughs> yo. You gotta, yo, the zoom, the zoom, the zoom gods. Make sure you get the box on the recording. That's going on Instagram. He really had a whole box. She yeah, yeah. Like, it really, yeah, like, he just comes through, like, hey, you don't know my name, but here's the box. Like, yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I mean, like, for all the kids living, listening, that's what you get the first time you really get a box. He still has this. Yeah. <laughs> yo. <laughs> but it's, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, nah, because I, I was doing radio. I mean, I still do radio, but like, this is, you know, with this whole, you know, COVID, whatever, it's kind of like on hiatus. But I had, you know, artists come up to me, like women artists be like, yo, like, I would love to come to the studio. I don't even got to talk. I'm like, then why would you be there? You know what I'm saying? Like, they're just trying to, like, set it up. I'm just like, nah. You know what? I always, so that's a double-edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. It's two things. She shouldn't be there. But I start to think sometimes, should we even lower her then? Lure her like, what do you mean? Like, if she knows she shouldn't go there, are we at fault for offering her to come there? No. I mean, how many times does it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I look at a lot of these cases, you know, um, you know, the cat calling, you know, mm-hmm. don't talk, you know, easy. Mm-hmm. Don't whistle when, you know, don't, don't, don't whistle her when she walks by. Mm-hmm. Um, I never would anyway, but, you know, still the whole body just don't do it um if we left it up to women to initiate 
any late night action with mm-hmm. that? Um, well, I know with me in particular, and you know, I'm different. Um, most of my interactions have been initiated by women. I'd be minding my business, chilling. But good shit, good shit. <laughs> yeah, you know. But <laughs> um it's it's weird because I feel like if they invite that, women always have that option of backing out. It's kind of like, it's almost like a sales call. Like you call, calling somebody, okay, we're talking, they're showing interest, whatever, whatever. But at any second, they could just hang up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Make really good points. No, absolutely. And maybe, now, and maybe I, my question was worded wrongly. Maybe what I should say is, would they want to? Um, yeah, but I feel like I think this hints at something else we're going to talk to eventually. You know, um, just accountability on both ends. Because I mean, you know, um, I would say with today's society, um, just accountability in general is just non-existent on both parties, especially with like you know, men and holding their man's accountable, and women are just you know being accountable for their actions sometimes, because. I mean, you know, growing up, you know, around the teenage years, like, I don't know, women going to the bathroom was a team sport. It's like, what? Wait, it's like, where are you going with this? Listen, listen, listen. So we had a, we had a restaurant, <laughs> we had a bar, we had a lounge, whatever, whatever. Going to the bathroom was a team sport. It goes, oh, I got to pee. And it's like, pee break. Like, they all get together, they go in a group because they don't know who's going to be there by the bathroom. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, okay. or, you know, even like when I was, um, you know, you know, when we used to do the church stuff and, you know, do whatever, like, you know, I would always, you know, drop the girl off, you know what I'm saying? Make sure she got in the house, make sure she turned on the lights, everything was cool. And then we pull off, you know what I'm saying? Indeed, but indeed. again, it was just like, they always, they were typically like, I was just, I'm used to women just, you know, moving with precaution. But now it seems like it's kind of like I'm going to just do whatever and whatever happens, happens. All I know is it's not my fault. And if you even try to like, you know, kind of tell them nicely about it, then, you know, you're a rape apologist, you're victim blaming, you're all of these things. And wait, um, wait, 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 wait. A rape apologist? What makes you a rape apologist? I don't know, man. These, these. <laughs> well, and uh, I just got a um, I just got a text. Uh, my homegirl is about to join the conversation, and I think this is the perfect time to join the conversation, talking about this and kind of hearing the female perspective. Okay. But okay, so let me just send her the joint. But yeah, I'm saying like when you ever, when it seems like whenever you try to hold a woman accountable, a lot of times. Is um they look at you like yo like they look at you like why are you caping for this person and that person I'm like no I'm just saying like you're an adult like if you get if you get you know if you get shit faced or whatever you go out with your homegirls and you end up you know having an ASAP mile run the train on you like yeah it's messed up but you know but if I if I go get shit faced get behind the wheel and kill a family behind the wheel I'm going to jail. Yes. We both made bad decisions. Facts. But not only am I being held accountable for the consequences for, you know, what I did, 
but I'm also being shamed publicly for what I did. When you do that, you know, there's a lot of sympathy, there's this, there's that. And it's just like, I know it's a slippery slope and a very sensitive subject, especially for people that's been through that before. And, you know, statistically, you're saying that more women have gone through it that than haven't. You know what I'm saying? Have gone through what, rape? Rape or some sort of sexual assault or abuse or molestation or whatever. Oh, okay, okay, okay. You missed me when you went from, like, the drink and drive it. Just, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, my bad. Let me, mm-hmm. I'm all over the place. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, um, it's, it's a real, it's a real uh, slippery slope kind of situation. You know, I, for me, to be honest, I'm always, I'm at a point now, like, you know what, we're on guard now for this shit. We're all, mm-hmm. all we all know what time it is. Yep. I guess for me, it's like, yo, statue of limitations though like you like i get it now like they're culturally things have shifted so much mm-hmm. i just don't like when we start to take like what was culturally accepted now and bring it in other times and then judge people because they weren't living to today's standards right at a time where perhaps other things were were were, were you know accepted right and that is not to say that they still are not you know to be judged to some degree or something, mm-hmm. but I just don't think you can come with the sword for so long, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, like, cause you know, some people, again, it's a slippery slope, you know? Um, yeah. You know, I, I knew, first of all, like before I, my pops even showed me the episode of a different world, I did, I couldn't even see myself like, or anybody like forcing themselves on a woman or something like that. I mean, I've seen, you know, niggas grab purses and stuff like that, you know, but like to like actually force themselves on somebody like that, like that never like really clicked in my mind. So, you know, I knew like, you know, oh, you might be making out with somebody, she'd be like, nah, you play too much, whatever, whatever, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. But, you know, not realizing that like as soon as they say no, it's a done deal, all bets is off. That never, I didn't realize it was that, it was like that, you know what I'm saying? Wait, 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 Tom, what do you mean you didn't realize? Again, this is my this is my mind at like 10, 11 years old, thinking about the interactions between boys and girls, men and women, whatever, whatever. Gotcha. So the concept of like somebody forcing themselves on somebody was foreign to me. And then, okay. you know, knowing that as soon as like they even are like, nah, that to do anything, like even just like a little extra whatever is like the danger zone. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. Going back to like, oh, maybe I, right. oh, maybe you'll get lucky tonight. Nah, actually not. Nah. Like, get out of here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got you. I got your cab. I got you. Whatever. You know, just keep it pushing. Because even if you do decide to turn around, like you're throwing it in the air, you're playing these games. And who's to say that you may not, you know, change the, change the tune later on. You know what I mean? And, you know, going from, and I felt like I told you this story, you know, when I was on your show, but I had just got this job through a connect in the church. I didn't even apply for the job, which is crazy. Mm. And won't he do it sometimes? Yeah, definitely. And I'm uh I'm on training in Jersey, and this girl basically was like 
trying to tell the hotel that I was harassing her and I'm ignoring her. Mm. So I'm on the phone with the shorty who's my shorty now, like maybe at least 10 years ago. And okay. I'm like, hold on, my, my, my hotel phone is ringing. Like, yeah, this it. it's your phone with somebody. I'm like, how am I following somebody from my room? And the person laughs because they know it's like BS. So I come down there and, you know, she's like, you were following me the way you were looking at me. I'm like, the way I was looking at you by not looking at you. Is that what you mean? Because, you know, just to bring it back, you know, to add more context, um, I had, you know, approached her, whatever. Because I wasn't going to talk to like, anybody that was going to be my coworkers because that's messy. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, you know, we're just kind of talking. And I had, I'm like 23 at the time, maybe 20. No. I'm lying. I'm like 21. God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Still wet behind the ears, you know, trying to figure out life and all that. And, you know, this is a time where, like, I'm still asking for ages because I'm not sure. So I tried to find a roundabout way of doing it because, you know, the stigma of you're not supposed to ask someone for an age. So I was just like, yo, so you, you here for, you know, you know, you go to college or something like that? Like, what college you go to? And she just kind of gave me an answer I was not feeling. And so I just, instead of prying and going further and playing those games, I was just like, nah, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, when it comes to that, like, I'm the worst salesman ever. Like, I only get people that I wanted. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to, you know, I don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> like, period. I, I, I don't. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the fact that she did that, I was like, all right. I'm good. And then that whole thing started. Cause we was there for a couple of days and her um uncles was like in a live band that would be over there, like, you know, performing or whatever at the hotel. And so she was there all the time. Oh, hold up. Okay, we got somebody joining the conversation. Hello, hello. <laughs> Peace, peace. What's good? What's good? What's this is Jay Devon. Um, I got my boy, uh, the hip hop professor. Uh, hey, hey, hey. I gotta fix that shit on Zoom. Like, just the government is always recording. You should do the same. The oh. feds got us now. <laughs> man, the feds, man, they know what they know. This is too late. Especially now. after my last episode, I don't know if I was giving. We talked about UFOs. Ah, uh, damn it. <laughs> Look, you know the monkeys out the bottle. You gotta do what you gotta do. But um. Just to finish the story, I'm a to give you some context. We was just talking about, um, you know, rolling the dice when it comes to like men and women and, you know, the whole concept of rape and, you know, not putting yourself in certain situations. And I was just talking about how I had a situation where I was like 21 and I just got a job and this girl was trying to get me caught up by saying I was harassing her when I was ignoring her. Oh. Yeah, that is <laughs> that is harassment to a woman sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, cause yeah, like you know, attention is oxygen. You know, to, to some of them. <laughs> and the thing with the reason why I ignored her was because we're talking, and in my I'm 21. Um, I didn't even really start, you know, thinking about ages and stuff like that till the R. Kelly thing happened, and I was like, oh, niggas is really going up. The girls is not in their grades. I had no idea. 
<laughs> I, I didn't know. I really didn't know. You know what I mean? So that shit was happening in high school. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, so that's why everybody that's, you know, in high school and all the 12th graders is dating grown ass men. Okay. I see what's going on here. But again, like, you know, just having this super, you know, naive mind. So, you know, fast forward, um, I'm talking to this girl and in a roundabout way, I asked her, like, you know, what college do you go to? You know, and she gave me, I don't remember what the answer was, but I didn't like it. She didn't answer the question directly. And I was just like, all right, I'm good, love, enjoy. And from there, that's when it kind of went to, you know, oh, he's, he's harassing me and doing whatever. I'm like, nah, I'm not, I'm not saying nothing. Like, I remember I walked by her and she would just, you know, you know how you get to see somebody looking at you. You could just feel their eyes like burning on the back of your neck. And yeah, I just kept it pushing. And then that's when I got the call in my hotel room that I was following her. I'm like, how am I following her from my room? And the person laughs because then it was goofy. <laughs> so, I mean, it's bad enough that, you know, I thought you were young, but now, like, you're really young. You know how some people are like, well, I'm young, but I'm ready or whatever. Like, nah, you, you young, you're not, you young and you're not ready. Like, nah. So, <laughs> basically, the moral of the story is like, you know, when it comes to situations with ambiguity with, like, you know, the opposite sex, like, I don't play those games. Like, if you say maybe I'm kicking you out, like, it's, it's a dub, I'm, I'm out, you know, whatever. You know, some people like, you know, you to kind of talk them out of it. And I was just telling, you know, my boy, like, yo, I don't negotiate with terrorists. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Mm, nope. So, uh, Ajaya, with um, your experience being a woman and all that and being out here in these streets. <laughs> don't put me out here in these streets like that. Huh? <laughs> hey, he said, said, I've been out here in these streets. Met- metaphorical okay, streets. Metaphorical oh, okay. streets. <laughs> you know, like just your life experience, like what would you say? Would you say that it's mostly like just men being predatorial? Do you think it's like women being naive and careless? You think it's a mixture of it? Like what do you think? I, I think it's a mixture. It's a perfect storm because men are taught to be predatory towards women, predatorial towards women. Like that's just how society is like that's what you know oh you like that girl you know yeah follow them across the playground you know just Mm -hmm. i mean that's just it's just i think that's kind of the the culture but it's in a very it could be in a very non-threatening way right but then you have i think when people get well when men get to a certain point where they're not able to express or get their needs met or something there's something there where it turns into like another level of uh like a like a a a, a not okay predator you know like because i think i think the whole dating the whole dating game is kind of predatory for for men predatorial is that the the actual correct way to say that anyway but uh i also think that women have been taught to play games and have been taught to use sex as a control, as, as a way to control men. And anytime you try to control somebody, whatever it is, however you're choosing to control them, they are going to rebel against that in some way, shape, or form and try to take that control back. Mm-hmm. However, and some men only know how to take that control back through rape. Some men will just ignore you like you did in your situation. And 
some men are somewhere in between you know what i mean like so i think it's just a perfect storm and it's it's a mix it's a culture like we can't pretend that it's you know yeah. and then everybody's over sex and everybody's always thinking about sex because it's everywhere yep. so it's like it, it's yeah it's a little bit of everything and men are a bit i mean but what i think that's not i think it's kind of natural though too Cause y'all like, so you gotta scope them out. You know, you gotta scope the woman out. You got you know, that's that's what predators do when they go in after they prey. You scope them out and study them for a while. Like, is everybody really taught that way though? You think? I mean, what? if you look at like nature, if you ever watch the nature documentary, it's really the same thing. Niggas is out here auditioning, doing their mating call. <laughs> a mating call is just niggas being able to sing or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's dress, that's, sing, yeah, yeah, but money, yeah, but flash. We previously whatever. just said a lot about predatory things. I don't want to. Um, I, I know definitely. You... I definitely know that is there are men that are that, that are viewing women in predatory ways. I just don't want to normalize that and think that that's. Well, no, I I don't I don't think it. When, when that's why I said there's a line because I think the way you if you're really like stalking, not stalk. I don't want to say stalk. If you're really like checking a woman out and trying to get to know it and trying to figure out if it's something you want to pursue more, if you really want to talk to her, you're in a way. Checking out your, uh, it sounds bad, but yeah. I think it's the step down to, you know, it's the, it's the first, it's like the level one. My dad didn't yeah. talk to me about girls. He was like, man, leave him alone. Focus. <laughs> he, said that. he said, it's nothing but trouble. He said, successful men don't have a lot of women. So don't focus on women, focus on your success. That's what's going to make you happy. Like, yeah, he told me a lot of yeah. like that. Oh no, definitely. Like, I had one of my, my actually first boyfriend, he went through a phase where he just stopped. He just stopped entertaining women altogether. Like he's like, he stopped at, he went, I think almost six, seven months without having sex. And I promise you it was the happiest I have ever seen him. I'm going to tell you something. There's a man that are going a lot longer than that without sex. And it's not by choice. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I think. But he was so happy. Like he was not and he still like might go on dates and stuff, but like sex wasn't even on the table. So he didn't like even like try to play those games and like the right. women didn't have that control and he wasn't trying to like gauge and read and whatever. And if mm-hmm. somebody was tripping, he was just like, Oh no, she tripping and keep it going, you know? But right. like but like now he's like in a drought. Mm. And this was like now he's in a drought just coming out of like a situation ship. And like he's in a whole drought, he's like losing his mind. So he's like he's, he's in between boxes his right now. He's, he's yeah, in between boxes. you can see he's got you no can boxes, see him. No FedEx coming. Mm-hmm. You can see him like like all of a sudden like he called me. He's like, man, this chick. Like now he's like calling no me. Like she said cool this. Cold stimulus package do? for the drought. I know, right? He was like, he said, he said, what what if a what if a what does it mean when a woman sends you a, a new like unsolicited news like right now i was like she bored she in quarantine just like you <laughs> i was like don't it's not yeah. don't even try to take nothing that happens right now seriously like none mm-hmm. of it because everybody's just act out here acting doing whatever trying to pass the time or whatever yeah. like da, 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 but it's like I, I will say women do have a tendency to throw men off their game I mean, but men can do the same thing to women. I wish it usually it usually takes a I, it it takes a little bit longer, in my opinion. 
Let me ask a you. man, a woman throw men off their game, like, cause I mean, y'all just from like you. physical. Who yeah. do you think? Would, who do you? The need for game is that? Do you think is that more for women or is that more for men? I think it's depending on the goal, but I think it's more for men. Only All because right. women so are you difficult. Said depending on the goal. So depending on what goal is it for men? Um. Well, I was I was gonna say. For men, it still takes a little bit of game, can take a little bit of game to entice the right woman that they're looking for. Because, like, women can be very complicated and convoluted and all of that stuff. And, like, you give them too much attention up front, then they think you're thirsty, and then they don't want you. You don't give them enough, then they think you're not interested. It's, I don't even know how y'all do it, honestly. But... <laughs> Um, I think it's some, um, I mean, because I hear like, you know, when it comes down to, you know, bump of uglies that I hear that women need a reason and men just need a place. So. Possibly, yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> okay. so, I don't know. I think that's that's changing with the OnlyFans era. Oh, man. Oh, man. Only a lot of, um, I think a lot of relationship roles are changing i mean one of the things i noticed when i was working with like a lot of younger men sometimes we talk about like their personal lives is i felt like i was start, i was seeing a trend in like a lot of younger men wanting relationship and that more calmness and not wanting to really be out there but i feel like um i wasn't seeing that same with the females like no nah, it's meg the stallion more, it's meg <laughs> it's all you, meg I, you went there you went there. I didn't say that. I don't want to say, you know, <laughs> I'm going to put this on the Instagram because I don't want people to be like, I'm making this shit up or I, I, or I, I colluded you, swayed you in any way. I, I, I agree with that. I so really this do is Meg Thee Stallion that, um, and her little ponies. No, 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 no. It was not just Meg Thee Stallion. Um, but she's the hottest Beyonce one right did it, now. Didn't Beyonce kind of start this too, despite her being home happily married? Didn't she kind yeah. of sauce a little bit it's, of this way with the lemonade I mean, and all that? A, it's no, been a steady. Yo, know, she does. She started a. Little, she started a little bit of the way. It's a quote in one of the songs. Eliminate. What she say? What she say? She says, "Now I'm the one that's I'm lying." Some, some, some. All right. Yeah, some, right. <laughs> yeah that's what she said. She said, "Now I'm the one that's lying, and I don't feel bad at all." So there's like this whole, like. I don't want to say there's this whole idea of like switching now where yeah, it's, it's going to be the yes it's a very it's a paradigm Yo, shift. So funny you said that. So on Twitter this this morning, um, you know, Twitter's like coming out on the block now. You know what I'm saying? Back when outside was real, how you would come outside and just look out. Now you can yeah. go on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? What's going on the block? <laughs> Apparently, Jay Z was trending. Beyonce made a new song to um a remix to Meg The Stallion's a hit single "Savage." I kind of do like that song. Actually. I like I like a flow, but um, there's a somebody put a tweet out. It shows um blue whispering in um Jay Z's ear. He looks kind of sad. Yeah. I heard Mommy Lee with LeBron and say something about Savage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, you know what? This is blasphemous. If people realize what Jay Z meant to me growing up, the kind of image that he is, to see this kind of blasphemy thrown towards Jigga Man is mm-hmm. just un un. Unreal. It's so disrespectful. Like I feel like it could happen. flex one more time. I feel like it can't. And I think he needs to like let that be known that it doesn't. Like we just need the whole <laughs> moment. Like, mm-hmm. like, like just come out with a song and drop some of them bars and remind people what you used to do. 
I mean, he did. He, I'm pretty sure he wrote Beyonce verse, but oh, I say that all the time. Yeah, clearly. And I mean, I'm not sure how she 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 read it because allegedly she can't. But wait, 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 what? Wait, what you say? <laughs> about what? You gotta repeat that. I'm sorry. You gotta. Nah, chill. I don't need no hive in my uh, mentions. Hey, uh, <laughs> listen, the hive is you, for did, real. Did you, did, you, did you accuse Beyonce of not being able to read? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Ow. It'd be your own people. <laughs> <laughs> he said it. He said it. Just... Nah, but like... No. Why would you even buy that? I don't buy that at all. I don't know. Like, she's... I don't know. I've never really seen her to have much of a personality. I never really was, a, like, a fan. I, I like... I thought she was, like, the cutest thing ever when she first came out. No, she wasn't. Kelly Rowland was. Damn it! That was she. Kelly was my favorite. Kelly, the finest. Look, she stood the test of time. But I'm just saying, you know, being a young, young colonized man with a colonized mind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was all Beyonce. Yep. She passed the brown paper bag test and all that. I, I was, I'm so ashamed <laughs> of myself. But you know, like I said, Kelly, Kelly stood the test of time. Like, it, she, yeah, yeah, she did. No. But it, I think, I don't know, it's weird because when, you know, people think about, talk about the sanctity of marriage and blah, 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 everybody wants to get married, da, 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 da. But then on the flip side, they're like, oh, you know, Beyonce leave Jay-Z and da, 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 da. Like, then they kind of like glorify the whole, like, divorce and take half. Leave him, sis. It's so weird. It's so, and it'd be like the same women like over here you talking about you know the best friends yeah (laughs) and then the next time they own like a whole like listen i think the world is dizzy the whole world is just dizzy i've been doing a a side research on sex and work um and work progress like pretty much to try to get to this hypothesis that more sex leads to um you know, a successful work life, like you're having a healthy amount of sex, you'll be happy at work, which usually transcends everything else being happy. You know, I don't know a lot of people that go to work happy and the rest of their life is messed up. But across my studies, I came across something today and it talked, and it was, um, it talked about how an increasing number of newlywed brides are quickly going out for um, extra amount of sex. And oh. the reason, and, and they and they picked this data off of a website called Brigo, and it has a questionnaire on. I guess as you're making your membership, how long have you been married? And they just drew that on a survey data of spout of women saying that they were, you know, less than a year already on the site looking for extramarital. I guess getting bored with the the day in day out of marriage. So, so that site's like another a- Ashley Madison. Basically, oh shit, that's right. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Mm. But you know, so, you want to throw, throw numbers up. You need to have the Brigo.com. You got to have those good references. Nah, I don't need it on my browser history. <laughs> 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 I'm good on that one. <laughs> but that's, and I think that's because a lot of, I don't know. I, I be feeling like, I, I don't know if I should be saying some of this stuff. But I feel like Women will marry for stability. Mm-hmm. Okay. Women will marry for stability and be bored. But 
stable. Your life is to stable. Fair, you get... To be fair, I don't think it's women. I think it's people. I think well, people. Well, I think men marry for besides love. We're talking about not the people with the healthy marriages. We're talking about everybody. We're talking about the other ninety percent. Right. <laughs> I think I feel like men are more likely to marry for it's time. Like I'm tired. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired. Nah, good. I like you. Is the sex is old? Like the sex is decent. So. It, and I'm ready. Like I'm ready to settle. I'm ready to settle down. Now, I don't mean that they're not gonna set. They don't mean that they're not ever gonna step out. But they just get to the point to where they at least want somebody to keep the home, somebody yeah, to take care of that. Yeah, they just want you know something to fall back on. You know. Yeah, they I'm want tired of running the streets chasing these yeah. holes. I told my ACL. <laughs> you know. What I mean? And it's tiring. Like I said. People yeah. on, like men like to act like ju- like juggling a whole lot of emotional women is not tiring. That's stressful. Like, stressful as hell. Be all in your face. Can't mm. even leave your can't even leave your phone sitting nowhere. Yeah. Got to be on lock. Like it's the most. You running in the other joints, wait, which you know, like it's just it's a lot. Yeah. You know, it's a lot. I know one time, you know, many, many, many years ago, I was younger. Doing young things. Are oh, you kind of low? Oh, my <laughs> He's trying to whisper. Playing with this mic. I'm trying. To... <laughs> so many, many, many years ago, you know, I was a much, much younger man. I was with a young lady, and um, you know, I was telling her because I'm, um, you know, as usual, you know, you start messing around. So as they, you know, you guys get a little physical quickly. We come around with this whole question of, you know, what are we doing? And I'm, my whole thing is, why can't we keep doing what we've been doing? We happy right now. I'm content. Now, well, uh, wait, wait. <laughs> okay. I knew that. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. 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 I'm gonna let y'all clear. Dang, you got you got people in the background. You got spectators ready. <laughs> About to get jumped on your show, bro. Dang, <laughs> don't come around here. Oh man. No, but um, so. I know that word content is like the devil in relationships. You know, you don't mm-hmm. hear that. Just because a man is content today does not mean he's going to be content tomorrow. But you got to understand, am I, at least to me, I believe a relationship and a man runs just like the, the landscape of the world. You know, you have planes, and eventually those planes do turn into mountains. And when you let nature run its course, you get some of the most beautiful mountains ever seen. Mm-hmm. Because they naturally came when they needed to. That's how mm-hmm. nature formed it. That's how it was meant to be. You can try to form these things yourself, but you can never recreate that natural beauty. Yeah, you just got to let I things run their course. You got to let things run their course. And I just think that a lot of times in relationships, and this could be past trauma from past failures and mistakes that we've seen, we're not, uh, we're not comfortable doing that. And I'm going to be bold, and I'll say I think that sits mostly on the woman, and I bet that percentage is significant. You know? Um, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not in here saying shorties, you need to be opening, you know, open it up for him, let him do what he want, and don't ask for nothing in return. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is though, number one, don't open up for anybody just for nothing. But number two, what if you get something from him that that is significant, that is a substance besides a title? Because you can get a boyfriend and get nothing, but you can get a man. That can offer you, that can motivate you, inspire you, support you. He may not want to be your boyfriend. He 
you may not FaceTime whenever you want. <laughs> and 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 obviously, and look, 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 look. We can play with the attributes, you know. That's just life, you know. It's almost like you're making a fantasy player. You only get so many points, you know. He's going to do these things. Mm-hmm. In other areas, he's going to be short, you know what I'm saying? He'll answer your, you know, he'll answer all your calls, but he do this whack in the bed. That's why he answers the phone. Or he don't yeah. answer the phone, but in person, he's throwing it down. And when you want to have them late night talks, when you, he wore you out, you sleep, he can stimulate your mind. You know what I'm saying? Or, hey, you might find the Jordan man that wants to FaceTime, like, what is someone I see on social media? They FaceTime for like 20 hours a day or some shit. Yeah, I saw that. I saw <laughs> you that. Mean, you, mean, you might First find of guys all, like that. You've been with Shorty for mad long. You're not, you're not even in the crib with you. you got, y'all, don't, y'all don't live together? That's. And is that. Ah, 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 the crib thing. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me address your, your last thing real quick. Oh shit! Well, no, 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 because they're not even coming down to you. The problem is, is that a lot of women will have sex with the man because of the future she's trying to create, not because she actually wants to have sex with him in that moment. Mm. So that's where they—that's where they set themselves up for failure. That. That. So in that in that circumstance, who's not being honest? The woman. Like I said, they learn to use sex as a tool to try to manipulate men. Yeah. So I so got a got, lot of I got a lot of static uh, over the last month for a few of my uh, podcast appearances and, and definitely on my show where I aired um a Joe Button's comment where he talked about how you know a guy could be messing with a chick, she throwing him some ass, he smash it because he wants some ass, and you know things is cool with his part, and she'll just try to force that man into a relationship. He'll go with it just to continue getting the ass. Yeah. Well, so it's trash on both parts, on both a, sides. Both. That's it is. It trash. is right. Yeah. It is right because I feel like, man, and he'd be like, "Listen, ma, I'm just out here trying to smash right now. I'm not trying to be reckless about it. I like how we're consistent. It's safe, and I think it's good. Clearly, you keep coming back." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm 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 just good here right now. You know, I'm not out here doing nothing. You know what I mean? This is all I need in a relationship right now. I feel like number one, most of us can't do that because we're not even wise enough to even come to those words and realize that's all it is. Two, we don't think we know a woman that's wise enough to appreciate those words. And three, it's just straight up fear. Yeah. Cause then if she say, okay, cool, I'm I'm not gonna get him no more, you like, oh shit. Now you back out here trying to find another safe place yeah. just to stick your penis. Just trying to just find just trying to stick me. So it I mean it it's I mean it's you gotta have to be like, dang, I lost. I, I, I told her no, but then, okay, this is what happened. And that's who you see them complain. So then they get in the relationship just to keep smashing. And then guess what? They get her pregnant. Now you on, now you on there complaining about how she can't oh, cook, she up. can't clean. Everybody. She a bad up. mama. And she ain't having sex with You got this no kid walking around here. Like, I hate both of <laughs> you motherfuckers. Why'd you even, yeah. why'd y'all do this to me? I didn't need this shit. <laughs> How you not cooking and now you you made another another mouth that you can't cook for? Like <laughs> Oh, that's another thing. Why do you want a relationship when you don't have the attributes to sustain one? 
why do you want to be a part of something that you're not prepared to be to participate in? It's like, why do you want to be in the NBA and you can't play basketball? I don't, you know, what do you want to do? Why are you doing this? Just watch ESPN. It looks good. We like to do that. Stick to that. You don't need to play. You know, or learn the game and then participate. But let's just be clear here. Cooking is not all a woman can do. And some of you men are sorry. You don't need a woman to cook for you. Cook for your fucking self. And cook for your family and be proud of it. I say this proudly. I doubt. I really, I strongly doubt I'll ever meet a woman that can stand with me in the kitchen. You know what I mean? I tell chicks all the time, you, you want to cook for me? Well, um, you know, pull your best card. Don't try to ask me what I like because uh, I doubt you can do it as good as me. So I won't put you up that. I won't, I'm not going to set you up for failure. You know? Um, Man, I've been bagging joints for what I do on the stove since 2008. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm a legend out here in these streets. <laughs> but Like, I, I remember in college, I pretend like I couldn't cook because this man that I was dating could cook. I was like, I, what? Cut up what? How you slice? You sure that's a coincidence you couldn't cook? I'm just kidding. Terrible. Terrible. I mean, I started learning. I learned how to cook literally before I went to college just so that I could cook when I got in. Yeah. I learned I'm how like, to I can't cook. be living up. I'm not going to be no ramen noodles. That's the deal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not going right. to be me. I need more than that. Listen, I told a man one time that the only reason that uh, that he was keeping me around is because I could cook these bomb-ass vegan meals. And I think he took that shit. You so... was cooking vegan meals in college? Well, no, no, no. no. This, was, this was like in 2012. Yeah, this was like 2012, 2013. This is like, I'm uh I college was I graduated college in two thousand nine. So oh, okay. uh so yeah, I told him uh I, I was like you you only keeping me around because I can cook these like vegan meals. Like this is before the whole vegan craze. It's like so and he was like he kinda laughed and then like as things kept kinda like we was just like butting heads on everything and we were already living together because I moved down there and he was like, you could just stay here till you find your, like, till you find a, a job. And if you want to move into your own place, cool. So we were already kind of living together in like the early stages, like what way too soon, really. And then when all the, <laughs> when all this stuff hit the fan, he like, he was like, he brought that up in the, in the conversation. I think I'm just going to keep you around cause you can fucking cook. And I was like, that was a joke when I said it, but I see you had to, that was probably really true. That was probably really true. You about to go back to eating peanut butter and jelly as your favorite vegan meal. And Damn. I found that. <laughs> Dang, peanut butter and jelly. Like niggas is in like, prison. That's I love Peanut butter and jelly is hard, man. Peanut butter and jelly does not get enough respect. I, buy I love peanut butter and jelly. For my PB&J as well as a special peanut butter. I'm just saying, though, like, every day, though, like, uh, you can't I mean, that's you can't what do anything every day, man. I mean, that's what niggas going to be many, doing. There's too many good meals I had to cook food the same thing every day. Huh? But where this food shortage is going, that might be what niggas are doing uh, every day. You wasn't even going to have a food shortage? I mean, I'm good. <clears throat> but some people, you know, they don't have that luxury. Um, that's us not, you know go to the dark side though let's just keep it positive um so again you know the topic you know is just you know dick discipline and you know men having control over their loins and 
you know, not really um just you know being unbridled beast out here. I mean, like uh, I got notes here. I said the downfall of man is usually behind chasing a woman. Yep. And but here's the thing. Yo, you, that oh, mother you could let also, me do it. You gotta as a silent. We're out of time. Remove the 40 time limit on your group meeting. Hmm. Oh, dang. I didn't know they got a limit. All right. Uh, but the city removed it, though, so I know what that means. Uh, yeah. Cool. Um, I'm in school, so I got the premium judge. <laughs> All right. We know, we know where to go next time, huh? Yep. Uh, but, and here's the thing that people don't talk like men don't really like to talk about is a lot of the time that one that women that they're chasing is them chasing their mother's love what the mic yeah damn yeah because especially and i want to like especially with black men because a lot of time black women especially black mothers single black mothers feel like they need to be extremely Ooh. extremely hard and extremely kind of cold to their sons so they don't turn into punks while not having cuz they like don't black have a father. Creating their own problems all the time Ooh. we create everything we are the creators we are yeah. the womb shit heard it here first like. hot take damn <laughs> starting to sweat <laughs> <laughs> and so I mean, because you, I, I mean, I've seen some mothers do some crazy things to some, to, to, to their sons. Like, I don't, it was, well, he was like 17. His mama burned him with an iron because he was talking back. Like, I get it. You mad. You feel like you can't square up with him no more, but you going to burn your son with an iron. You know what I mean? Like, and then I watched him date crazy woman after crazy woman after crazy woman that would swing on him too. So, like, you kind of hit Finding the that ex- a little bit. Yes. Now, and, I, and I think that's where a lot of people, a lot of people are searching for relationships through trauma. But, that's just the fact. Uh, but is it? Yeah. But all right. So you know what? Actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree. It is. I just don't know. All trauma is not the same. No, I, not at I all. I really don't. Yeah, yeah. So I some, people, some, some, people, some people adjust healthily. So they know what they what they've been through, yeah. and they know what they need in order I to balance. Want to give a shout them. out to Black moms, especially since I love mom. Yeah, and, and she did an amazing job for me. Yes, I don't think I don't think that a, a significant portion of Black moms are doing a bad job. Therefore, I don't think a significant portion of Black men are looking for their mother's love. Well, no, but if you know, okay, now if you think about it, though, if you think about it, what percentage of black mothers would you say physically discipline their sons before the age of like eight? Shit, I don't know. Everybody. (laughs) How many? Exactly. So when you're talking about Hell, the eight, only you shouldn't source, be that much more after at eight with ten, you should be done by. But the I'm way. saying when when you when you when you the, when your source <laughs> when your source of love, like your source of like, especially if you're in a single parent family, your source of love is your mother. But that's also your main disciplinarian. That's also the one that's getting your ass every time. That's also the one that gets tired of you because ain't nobody else there, and she wants look. I'm living it. 
So ain't nobody else there. So she like gets tired from time to time. And I'm not saying so wait, that anyone's basic? doing a bad, I'm not saying anyone's doing a bad job. I'm just saying that it's hard to create that loving environment uh, and that balance when it's just I you. It's, I was gonna say, so I think it's interesting because I've heard a lot of a popular thought that's actually the opposite, that in particular with single, with single moms that they're too soft on black boys and that black boys are not getting the, the proper structure support they need. And I think that's bullshit. Only a black mom. <laughs> and I think that's bullshit because I don't see nothing but black mamas beating their fucking sons all the time. I was a school well, counselor. Again, I was a school counselor. I, they right, always okay. get weak. Well, all my bad kids always got whoopings all the time. Well, I'm training to be a school counselor, number one. <laughs> Why are you calling your kids bad kids? We bad kids, man. But, but <laughs> I don't call my that? I don't call my son bad, but these hey, the kids, think, the kids hey, in the school, it's all right. the kids it's in the school was bad as hell. You ain't got to play to me. I was kidding. They was bad. bad as, no, the school failed. I don't. The schools are failed. That's why I'm not a school counselor anymore, and I'm opening up. I'm, my goal is to open up a learning center, but I'm not saying that they were bad in the in the fact of they do not follow directions. They are bad in a school setting. They are. They don't follow directions. They. they I would argue they follow directions fine. You probably y'all not speaking to a way that they that they respect. No, they don't care about fucking school. I'm not gonna follow directions. A place I don't want to be, and with people I don't, I don't. I'm not speaking I think, about. I think people my interactions. What they care about. I'm not talking about my inner. I love children. I never had a problem. Out of the, the bad kids was always in my office during lunch, <laughs> chilling, not doing nothing. Like that, a principal will come in and be like, "You all right?" I'm like, "Yeah, we you know, we having lunch, talking, we good." But you couldn't send them kids. They would be in the class, in the hallway every day. Every day. Like, what are you learning in school? Nothing. You in the hallway, kicked out of class every day. And these kids got disciplined every day. Every day somebody got, come home. Do they got disciplined or do they got weak teachers? Because we just said they kicked out of class. That's why they in the oh, hallway. No, I mean, they get kicked out They're of class. They're not in the hallway because they chose to be there. When they, get, the I'm talking about the when they get home, when they get home, they're getting disciplined by black mothers. Nah, see, now you're talking about they just want to, but you just said, but you made a strong statement, and I think you missed that detail. What was my statement? You said, you said they were bad kids. They're in the hallway all the time. Why didn't the hallway? Because they got kicked out of class. So they don't kids. listen. They got bad no, teachers. You can't stand up in the middle of the class and be like, fuck you, nigga. That is, you can't say that in the middle. I'm not talking about Let me tell you something. something. Just, I may not be a teacher, but <laughs> I've done enough classroom guidance. I've been in enough schools. Ain't no, teacher, ain't no kid ever just looked at me and said, hey, yo, fuck you, nigga. Just. Oh, no, it's God. never happened, but in general, that's not unwarranted. I'm not saying it's right, but I'm also not saying that kids aren't just coming to school every day just saying, oh, you negative teacher. No, they're not. We got it. You know what I mean? Sometimes, like, sometimes, sometimes teachers poke them, but you, what you have to understand is that I understand that they're still children, so they're going to rebel. They're going to rebel. Case in point. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh man! Like I said, so no, I'm not saying when I say bad kids, I'm not like my son would technically be what they call a bad kid. These are your ADHD, your oppositional defiant, da 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 da, and. 
they are getting disciplined. That's my whole thing is they are getting disciplined and they're not feeling love. They're feeling like their love is conditional. Yeah. Hell, half the men always talk about how men's love is always conditional. You got to provide something or do something. So if you grow up feeling like your mother's love is conditional based on what you do and not for actually who you are, just as a person, then you're out here chasing the love of your mother. And a lot of people don't like to admit that or talk about that, but it's true. I just, and I just, women are the just, same way. I just, I don't, so I don't disagree with the whole conditions thing. I just don't know if it's fair to put that completely on moms because I feel like well, that's the that's be... the first love. That's your first. That's that's the first love of your life. So if that one ain't if that one ain't complete, then the rest of them is gonna be a little testy too. Yeah, right, that's like well, the benchmark. Well, I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I and I and I, and I definitely see that. But I'm saying is, I would like to think that a lot more of them are more complete than we think. Um, and I, if at least from where I've seen, moms seen the love and and be all when no one else does. And I, and I think historically, I've seen that, you know, um, represented that moms are always been there. Um, oh no, they're always there. Obviously, but I, it's it, not but, always healthy. And, they're always yeah. there, but it's not always healthy. That's what I'm saying. Of course like, not. Yeah. Like the, even, the, even the boy I said that his mom burned him with an iron, he would kill somebody for his mama to this day and probably still wouldn't say a bad negative thing about her. Right. You but know what I mean? A, so I'm not. Right. I'm but not, that's not yeah. a. But that's not a it, normal example. That's an extreme. That His is an extreme yeah, case. That's but I'm just saying. Yeah. So even if you, you take it to smaller levels of just, uh, hell just shut up all the time. You know what I mean? Like, or just, I'm just saying like when you're, when you're that little, when you're five, six, seven, eight, and someone is like constantly just on your ass about everything, it does something to you early. And if you don't feel, if you don't truly feel accepted and loved by your mother unconditionally, then that leads to problems later. It, it leads to, it changes how you love or what you look for in love. Okay, now I don't disagree with that. Absolutely, moms is mom is definitely vital, and um, yeah, we can't come to that agreement. Uh, yes, yeah, mom yeah, is definitely like vital. They, and, um, they, you know, they set the groundwork for how you interact with the opposite sex. The same thing with like you know fathers and daughters. Like it's you're just seeing examples of you know what a man or what a woman should be and how they should interact. You know, oh, okay, so mother does this mother does that you see the interaction between your parents you know if you're if you're fortunate to you know have that kind of situation and it's kind of crazy that you you know some people don't have that situation so they don't really have a frame of reference on how a healthy relationship should should you know really move yeah. like that exactly. and then that's what when like you know things kind of go out of whack like if you if you're constantly seeing you know your parents argue you see it like you know your uh your mom's got like a different nigga coming through the crib like every other week or even like yeah. your pops, your pops got like you know, a bunch of a bunch of joints coming in. You know, you might have seen some, you might have seen some cheeks clap. You know, a couple times. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that'll do something to your psyche. You know what I mean? It is. It is. Why you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's something else that I really don't think we think about, and sometimes I feel bad because I'm at that age now where it's, it really affects my age group. Do we really consider our behavior online and how that affects our kids? You know what I'm saying? Like, some of you moms out here, you know what I mean? You think it's cute, but when your son is on the school bus and niggas looking at you busted down on a grandma day to Tory Lanes, you know what I'm saying? That little yeah. boy is getting bullied. 
You know what I'm saying? Because them little boys gonna talk about what they what they wish they could do to you. And he got it. He got. You know what I'm saying? He's got to hear that. You know. And yeah. Because I mean, I don't think there, you put out there for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, cause I don't I mean, know if boys, I don't know if kids actually do that, but I mean, I can see how well, they definitely do it. If they find out, if they find out that somebody's mama, because you can, they do it at school when mamas just come to school dressed a yeah, little if, bit. If your they, mama's it, bad, your mama's all right looking, like you getting it, you getting it. So just imagine if they find out your mama got her OnlyFans or your mama yeah. uh, Instagram is lit, lit. Great, yeah. Like yo, I saw your mom on you know IG live showing that grapefruit meat. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Where that, do you get this? <laughs> 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 but for real, like you know what I'm saying? Like it's just I can't even imagine you know like dealing with that and you know just hearing it day in and day out. This is probably the break, honestly. Like this little situation, this is a break that a lot of these kids needed. A, a lot of kids probably don't want to go back to school and have to deal with, you know, other people that, because their mom is out here, you know, wilding, wilding on the gram, doing, you know, X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? That's This is like a break for them. So, you know, it's it's just crazy. It's, it's crazy what society has, has turned into. And, you know, what, what women still, not even just women, just women and men, like what they'll do for attention. That's really sad to me. Yes. Yes, it, it really is. It really is. Um, I mean, even like, you know, going back to, you know, the uh, the party promoters and stuff like that, like a lot of people that, you know, that was next to those people, they're not really saying nothing, you know, like, yo, your man's just wilding. At least say your man's just wilding, but you just like, you just tweet like nothing happened. <laughs> or, you know, like, yo, like your man's just out here taking cookies that don't belong to him. Like you need to disavow him or, you know, Admit that you one of those niggas too. I guess maybe they're just waiting for them to get exposed. You know, like it's just we need order, we need discipline. Um Yeah. Because like I said, I don't even I was trying to think about like and I've been kind of thinking about this for years now. I was watching this uh serial killer documentary, because you know that's completely normal. And um I'm like <laughs> And they were talking about, like, what goes through the mind of a serial killer as a killing and, like, you know, the rush that they get from, like, having somebody's life in your hands. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, yo, so if you have, like, if you're an egomaniac and you kind of have, like, a God complex and you can basically create or destroy or have somebody's life in your hands, you know what I'm saying, that to feed that God complex, you know, I guess that's kind of, like, what it is, you know, when you're taking it. Because, like, it's not about... It feeling good because honestly, like if the box is dry, like what's the point? You know what I mean? Like that's how I'm thinking. So, you know, it's not that it feels good, but it's just like that that rush of power, that feeling of being powerful, especially like if you're not used to stuff. So like these promoters and you know these politicians and everybody like that, like they may not had that kind of status before, and now they you know they they have access to stuff that they've never had before, and it's like what you mean? What you mean? No. What you mean you ain't nasty? Like, I'm a senator. You know what I mean? Like, so, you know, it's just, it's a lot. And I think it's more so about power than, you know, the actual, you know, acts and stuff like that. And, again, what what Uncle Ben said, you know, before he got shot in every Spider-Man movie was that, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Responsibility. So, you know, 
it's just um again when we have that discipline and we have that power and we can move in that power and we can honor the women that are the creators we can create something dope like as a collective yeah. but until yeah. then it's you know it's the wild wild west out here Sad. i mean yeah i think the discipline part has it's going to be hard to discipline to find discipline when if you're constantly fed sex in your like mentally if you're constantly mm-hmm. tv social media music if you're constantly taking in those images and that those and that sound and that vibration it's going to be almost impossible to actually mm-hmm. discipline yourself and i i mean some of that is by design too yep i mean some like definitely see a some movie of, without seeing the dick man what you can't like listen I'll be watching some of this stuff with my son. Like, even it was like Ice Age when the whole thing went, like, he caught on fire and they put him out, everything but like his nipples. Just like little stuff, just little, speaking of, just like little stuff like that, you know, like. Um, and so it's, it's really, it's really, really hard if you don't to, you gotta like turn everything off. Like, you got to change your whole life in order to find that discipline before you can kind of, like, if you can ever really, like, go back in. Like, just because mm-hmm. you can't. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to show you, uh, I'm going to show you this picture. I mean, that's picture, this, uh, this YouTube thing, uh, Mr. Professor, um, with, uh, all these, like, little sim- uh, symbology and stuff like that, that Disney has. It's, it's pretty crazy. It's very it's crazy. One of these conspiracy things, I probably seen it before, but yeah. Uh, you telling me? You telling me the Little Mermaid ain't you know wasn't out there behind a castle full of dicks? Oh, that I know about. So that was done. So that's actually the. I mean the the mermaid one and some of those examples. That's actually been known before, and they said that they 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 put those subliminals in there to give adults humor because they needed them to be in the theaters to take their kids and not just you know sit there through a a boring kids movie. But, Boo! Uh, they can tell that story to somebody else. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, I grew Come up. On, I mean, I grew up. <laughs> I mean, I grew up Yo. on Disney, and I'm not a, a sex over sexualized pervert. At least not based on according Disney. <laughs> according. <laughs> according to what standard, though? I'm just playing. This is true too. I, was gonna, I mean, that's, <laughs> no, I mean, but according to the U.S. standard, no, you're not. I bet you you're not. But what, what what we know and that they know because they pay people hundreds of thousands of dollars to be uh, psychologists to watch the movie and help plan the movie, so they know what messages and subliminals they're sending out. They know that these images, though the though the children don't see them consciously, they enter the subconscious. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Though they don't take it in, they don't see the joke. That image is in there, and whenever they flash something else that reminds them of that image, that image is is reactivated again. So, yeah, but nah, that's a good that's a good cover story though, because sex is the only funny thing that would bring that would bring adults into the uh, theater. Yeah, it's kind of. I don't. Weird. I'm not trying to see nothing. Yeah, I'm not trying to see nothing sexual when I'm over here with little man's. Uh, you know, 
you know, Empress you, or whatever. You got to remember now. You got to remember now. Times have changed. We're saying this as adults in 2019. We don't know what it's like to be adults in 1989, 1985, 1980, 75. You know what I'm saying? People's sense of humor things have changed. Yeah, but I think that I, like I mean, not- <clears throat> tolerance. You know, I mean, we've seen that with popular cases in which people, you know, were taken down and they said, you know, you're punished me for something that was, that was, you know, business back then. So I just say, you know, you got to keep those things in contact when you think about that. Um, we know the mass media controls. Um, I definitely do see it to a degree, but. And we um, know they're into pedophilia. Let's just oh. get that out of there. Oh, out of there. oh yeah. They're, they're, oh, so, yeah. I mean, the fact that they're into pedophilia. <laughs> it's kind of really weird with him talking on it. He said that's not for me nice. <laughs> Yo, I'm done. <laughs> but they know they got a lot of stuff. They have all this information and they know better. That's my thing. Yeah. They know yeah. better. Yeah, they do. At the end of the day. If we know better, they know better because they have way more money and they pay professionals to tell them yeah, this is what's going to happen, and this is what's happening. And they was like, ah, we'll risk it if they didn't do it on purpose. That's If they didn't do it on purpose, they was like, at least, they were at least like, we'll risk it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's true. I, I can, uh, I can attest to that. Just, um, certain images. I mean, just, just the fact that, you know, we're constantly bombarded with, you know, um, yeah, like even like all kinds of sex, like even like shows, like cartoons or like The Fresh Prince or whatever, where they were just talking about, oh, you know, we're about to take the set. Uh, we're always talking about like some sort of virginity or so, something like that. Um, and I mean, again, that's natural for a teenager, I would like to think. But I feel like, you know, having that show there to kind of put that bug in your ear to like, you know, make it, you know, more of a. You think the Fresh Prince promoted sex? I'm just saying, like, not just Fred the Fresh Prince, but, like, pretty much a lot of these 90s sitcoms and stuff like that, they would bring up that topic. And, you know, that's, you know, that brings, you know, the conversation out there, but it then also, you know, reinforces the pressure of, I need to do this or I need to not do that or, you know, whenever you're ready. Like, you know, it's just, um, and if you don't have you know, the, the proper guidance system there, you know, but right. the cable guy said, you know, like the TV is raising these kids. I mean, now it's a tablet, but you know, it's just like, you got to have some sort of, you know, why are you looking at me like that? Like I'm, like I'm, I'm bugging out right now. Nah, I'm... <laughs> I mean, just like, again, I think that, you know, you can you can view some things, but like I feel like they need to have somebody there to kind of like um, decompress and like kind of like unpack what you what you're watching. Like, okay, yeah, we saw this. There's this imagery here. There's this. There's that. You know what? They, yeah, you saw what they said, but like let's talk about like what's not being said. You know, yeah, but- I don't uh, I don't disagree with that. I I think that's absolutely you know that's responsible parenting is. And making sure that you know your kids understand what they're what, what they're consuming. That's what mm-hmm. watching is. It's consuming just like eating food. Yeah. You know I mean, because it all goes in on that it does something. So. But um, I mean, 
we're definitely in an overly sexualized society. Um, last summer was hot girl summer. I'm hearing this is savage Lord girl summer. Lord have mercy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, this mean. attack, this attack on the women and they sexuality. Like waiting to come. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> Listen, I was so I'm so disappointed. My sister, y'all, is forty one years old. She about to be savage girl summer. She has been married since 2003. Mm. Out um, here, sing. Meg Thee Stallion is her favorite artist. And I'd be like, you ain't did not nan thing. You followed the book your whole life. She ain't even drinking college. Um, she got married. Way, a couple years later, they had a child. A couple years later, they had another. Like, I mean, everything by the book ain't never played. Not no game with no mate, like oh, just like stallion. but now she like Meg the Stallion, like she's about to have her like a- her afterlife, <laughs> like her she's second living, half of her life. Yeah, she's something. living vicariously through her. Like she's I'm doing like, all the hood rat stuff through her <laughs> that she always wanted to do. But yeah, you know, decided to take the, the righteous <laughs> path. <laughs> and I'm just like, but like, but people don't even understand, like you're you're like songs are mantras. So mm-hmm. like when you're like singing along with this, like you're you're literally reinforcing that type of energy in your life. And like so I I have watched my sister become more materialistic over like the last five years. You know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. and I and it's just really it's really it's not even weird because we know songs are mantras and you're there you're reinforcing energy, but it, it's crazy to really see it in like family to like and to mm. such a a degree that is so opposite of what they had always been you know like so right. it totally, woo, totally. so we having a savage girl they haven't we should they having a savage girl summer <laughs> listen they having a sanctioned girl summer now ain't nobody going nowhere <laughs> oh they getting out their house trust me these people are doing everything they can all nah, the protests on the capitals thing yeah, I have to remember Memorial Day is a wrap. Mm. You think? Yeah. I mean, already now, because I'm in Queens right now, um, I went somewhere. I think I went to the store, and I'm just seeing niggas out here barbecuing. They out here, like, they're outside, like, barbecuing. Barbecuing in front of my with, door. With, with their mask on. <laughs> <laughs> Dabbing niggas up with no gloves. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, man, niggas... Listen, I don't know what, cause what Georgia's open. Man, our own ignorance is gonna be our downfall, man. Hey, it always. It, I mean, that's everybody <laughs> all the time, and can't yeah. save everybody. Yeah, can't save nobody. Can. Everybody gotta save their damn self. Yeah. All you can do is throw the life. All you can do is just throw the uh, the life ring. What's it called? The life saver. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I'm clearly not throwing them. I'm clearly not even throwing. I don't even know what they. Mm-hmm. Let these hoes drown. Damn Let them drown. Hoes are part of the community too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so about to wrap this up. Um, right. Definitely, you know, good chat with everybody. Um, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Yes. So, like, your final points on like what men and I guess women too like what we can do going forward to kind of just be better people as far as like discipline is concerned I think the easiest thing well I don't want to say the easiest but 
the thing that everybody is capable of that they probably still won't do, but they're capable of is transparency. Just tell the truth of your intentions, what you want, um, what you're willing to do to get what you want. Like transparency will solve a lot of it because the men who are looking for one thing can get women who are okay with that. And all the game plan can kind of calm down. Mm-hmm. And I think the bitterness and the, all the negativity between, and then you could actually like maybe start to get to know each other on something outside of trying to manipulate each other for sex or for, whatever you think you can get for sex. You know what I mean? Like, so then I think the discipline part will come a lot easier because just because of the honesty and because of the actual relationship forming that will be going on between men and women. Right. So niggas need to grow up. (laughs) Yeah. Just, I mean, just be honest. Like, just be honest. Like, I mean, like, if that's what you want, that's what you want. If that's what you yeah. want to do, that's what you want to do. Like, stop trying to trick people into stuff. We got like, a lot stop. of credit. Yeah, like, why? Like, I'm not trying to trick you into, like, marrying me. Like, that's some, that sound like I'm going to bait you with this and do all this stuff just to get you to, like, no, like, that's just stupid. And then men, the same thing. Like, I'm going to do all this stuff and pretend like I want a relationship and all this relationship type stuff when all I really want is sex. And then once lying, i don't give you a, yeah like just stop like if you ain't gonna get it you ain't gonna get it it's somebody out there that's gonna give it to you like stop trying to then when she go crazy emotional on you then you gonna be like oh she crazy i don't know why she keyed my car i don't know why she broke my window because mm-hmm. she was you she gone like now trying to normalize that shit, though. no i'm not normalizing that i'm not normalizing that, but i'm saying if you're gonna play <laughs> emotional games with a woman be prepared for emotional ass, crazy ass responses. I'm not saying that it's normal, but you listen, I'm all for people taking accountability. And women can be very emotional and unstable, especially once you put they, your penis in them. Mm-hmm. So you keep playing these, you play silly games, <laughs> you get silly ass rewards. Like, and yes, women will be unstable. I'm not saying it's right. But they will be unfucking stable when you playing games and you are having sex with them. All right, Professor, what you got to say to the to the people out there? Dang, I mean, I think one just you know what I'm saying, being honest with each other. I think we we need to we need to do that more, and we need to also be honest and and be real with ourselves if we're ready to receive that honesty. We can't be asking for things that we're not ready for. Um, and we all got to stick to our guns, you know what I mean? And stop trying to, you know, I think we use words like, you know, we got to meet in the middle. We got to, uh, you know, we got to whatever. Compromise. Compromise. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. It's 1038 in a, in a quarantine. I'm, I'm not- <laughs> 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 you know, you do need to compromise, but. They first need to establish a level, a level ground. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and I kind of, and I kind of think that's that's really it. You know, we we reiterated a few times, but, but I think just being that authentic with each other is going to do everything. Mm-hmm. And understanding the power of sex—that's the last one. The sex yeah. is a very powerful thing. You shouldn't just be going around having it willy nilly. 
Like, yeah. see, see this box right here? This box is empty. Make sure there's something in your box. All right? <laughs> That's my take. We out. <laughs> thank y'all for <laughs> thank y'all for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> Good real. Shout out Good to real. the empty boxes out there. Bro. All right, so Majaya, if people want to find you, where can they find you at? I am Ajaya Divine on all platforms, A-J-A-Y-A-D-I-V-I-N-E. I'm also, my website is ajayadivine.com. Yeah, that's pretty much, you can find me. I got my book. I'm also a doula. Hit me up. All right, Mr. Professor, where can they find you at? Yo, I got my own podcast, No Fucks Given, uh, No Foe Given. So that's hashtag N-O-F-A-U-X-G-I-V-E-N. Follow me on Instagram at The Hip Hop Professor and also my podcast at No Forgiven Sav. All right, and you can find me where you just found me at. So keep doing what <laughs> you're doing. I got a podcast I'm, down too. I'm going to be where I've been, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ajay, you see you got a podcast too? I just started mine like two what two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It's called okay. Infinite Beings Unite. It's for my spiritual organization. So, yes, Infinite Beings Unite is my podcast. It's on Spotify and Anchor. So if you're trying to oh, join yeah, Giants yeah, yeah. Cult, make sure you you know check it out. You know. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. I don't I don't run from that word. I, I know. <laughs> I see, like you just yep. It is what it is. Yep. Oh, it's still, just short for culture. I'm just saying. And I will t- I'm still taking donations to the building fund. <laughs> All right. All right. Peace, peace, y'all. Appreciate y'all for coming through. Word, word, peace. Nice fucking with y'all. You too.